Hello, I am Yogini Sunita and this is Meditation, Yoga and Stuff podcast. I believe my dharma or my life's purpose is to share my understanding of meditation, yoga and Ayurveda, holistic healing science of India. I make these amazing wisdoms accessible and adaptable for present times. So let's start. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I have lovely Joanne Miller for my uh, podcast interview. I'm so happy to have you here, Joanne. Can you please introduce yourself for our uh, listeners? I will and uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's lovely to be here. Thank yeah, you. my name's Joan, and um, yeah, I've known Sunita now, mainly virtually, actually, on the, the social media platform, yeah. but we've known each other for a long time, and, and I think we've sort of followed each other along the way, too, haven't we? So yeah. we're, we're, same circle of people, you know, we just, you know, circle yeah. the same, yeah, so I'm uh, kind of people, so I think we are tribe we can say yeah yeah and and we we've we've taught on you know some of the same programs together and and one of those was the yoga therapy program and so yeah so that's that's me really yoga teacher who works a lot with energy as well and and very much into the healing side of Mm. yoga so I think that's that's where we sort of that's where we meet meet really isn't it yeah yeah that's true of healing that's true Tell me about the healing side. What do you mean by healing? Yeah, so I think with with the yoga and then I'm also a Reiki teacher, it, it's really about what I try to do is to is to guide people back to 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 themselves mm-hmm. and to that inherent um, healing nature that we all have. And, and I think that yoga especially, you know, allows for movement. And then what I do energetically with the, with the energy, I think that marries really well. Because a lot of the people that myself included, we can get a little bit stuck. Mm. And that's what I've always liked about sort of marrying the the energy with the yoga. Um, and, and then it can can help people to to sort of monitor how far they go and where they go rather than just feeling the physical, feeling really inside. Mm. Mm. That balance of the energy body and the physical body yeah sort yeah. of what I'm always inquiring about with my practice too hmm. and where this started like can you tell about your journey how you enter into Reiki or yoga you know like yeah yeah look I've been I've been reluctant with both actually when I when I first started yoga I was a hairdresser and mm. and I, I I used to have I, I used to have this client that would come in every week and and always talking about you know this yoga person this yoga person and back then this was in texas a million years ago and there really wasn't that many yoga teachers back then and so my physical conditioning and training was martial arts Mm. because i had all these injuries and then when this client would say oh you know this yoga person she's great you know she does you know and when i first went to this yoga class and it was a Kripalu yoga class. So the, the lovely teacher, Val King, she demonstrated all these movements silently. And I remember sitting there in the in the, the church hall looking at this woman moving and not saying anything. And, of course, I was like, well, how am I supposed to do that? And then at the end of the class, she chanted three ohms. And I really thought I was in, like, 
a mad zone. Mm. <laughs> it's hilarious because this is exactly how I like to, to practice is, you know, silent movement and chanting and all this. So there was something that happened in that very first yoga class. And when I think back to it, it was really in Shavasana. Mm. And when I think back to lying in Shavasana, really becoming present with everything, mm. self, the, the outer world, the inner world. And I remember I was in so much pain in Shavasana because of all these injuries that I'd been masking with activity. Hmm. So so I think when I first started yoga, I thought, I don't know if I really like this, but I think I really need this. And what else is happening? And 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 then I started really becoming aware the more I was doing yoga. Hmm. I started becoming aware of how I was really that sort of empathic nature mm. and really picking up people's, uh, you know, really busy hairdresser, you know, really all these people telling me all their problems. And then in the end, at the end of the day, not only was I physically drained, mm. but I was energetically drained as well. Mm. So I think that's when it that's when the doors started opening. Yeah. And then my teacher, Val King, said I should start learning, you know, how to teach because back then it was like an apprenticeship, as I'm sure you know, yeah. ashrams and such like. And then my husband started the Reiki a little bit later on and and that's when I reluctantly went down the path of Reiki as well, but merely because of hairdressing because I was taking on everybody's stuff. And yeah. then when I started learning how to teach yoga, I was also taking on people's stuff. Mm, mm. And it was kind of helpful in a way because mm. I could feel empathize with them. Yeah. But I just didn't, I, I needed to, to learn how to be a little bit more sort of satvic. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just, you know, doing good but staying balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Not down. Yeah. yeah. That sometimes the boundaries is important, you know. To have that uh, to protect, in a sense, like our energetic field, I experience the same as well. Uh, I'm also very empathetic. So even before entering the class, I used to feel people's pain in my body, and I was like, "What's happening? Like, why my say left shoulder is hurting so much?" Or and it and after I did class on releasing shoulder clients used to tell me afterwards like oh my god how did you know and then I start realizing okay clicking yeah. two points you know so yeah it's very and the, you said very correctly the shavasana is the magic you know that's when the whole magic happens you know? I mean and back in the day you know classes used to be what hour and a half two hours yeah because then you get your 20 minute shavasana mm. and and I still, you know, I I find that that practice alone is so amazing. It, mm. And, and I, it, that's what got me into yoga, really, Yeah, yeah. was the Shavasana. And, and then it was difficult for me at times because of the pain in my body. Mm. And probably like you're saying, you know, I, I go to a class with a class plan pick up on this, pick up on that. And then, of course, class plan went out the window because yeah. I would teach what, what had, you know, who was presenting themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but that's when I started working a little bit more somatically. Mm. And then that's why I did some training with somatics 
mm. because I I would find that there was a certain period of time in my career where people were really maybe they still do it. I don't teach general classes now, but they really push their bodies too much. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's when I found that if if I started teach teaching with a more somatic approach mm. and starting to get people to not avoid what was there, but to understand why that pain was there mm. and to try and work with practices that would help them make peace with that and release that and blah, 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 mm. because that sort of pushing drive mm. kept me going for all those years with martial arts. Yeah, And it is. It's a bit of a wake-up call when you realise that you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, your body's going, wait a minute, you've done that long enough now. Hmm. Got to have a different approach. Yeah, yeah. I, I truly believe that those these things uh, we do, these habits, they serve uh, till some point, but then the time comes that we have to let it go. Mm-hmm. And our body tells us very clearly, our, you know, that we don't need this anymore. But it's just that, mind sometimes slow to catch up on that and you know get stuck into the habits and uh, that's why uh, in a wisdom of ayurveda uh, we talk about regular positive habits you know and uh, i think somatic awareness is basically consciously tuning in it's the same like yoga can you talk about the similarities and differences if you um yeah share yeah yeah, when I did um, when I did my first training with yoga, which was Kripalu, hmm. at three stages. So your first practice was a willful practice. Yeah. The second practice was longer holdings, hmm. and then the third practice was spontaneous movement. Hmm. And if I go back to that, my very first teacher training, I really I I understand now. But back then, I wasn't quite so cluey as to why there was those three stages. But now I understand it so, so beautifully because when I started, I still was willful. Mm. Lots of sun salutes and lots of this and lots of that and lots of the other, lots of down dogs, you know, down dogs everywhere. (laughs) And and then the the holding of the postures Mm. gave me a chance to to figure out where, where there was muscle weakness because if I couldn't hold a certain posture for a while, there was like some muscles that were obviously, you know, holding me there, whereas some muscles that could have been holding me there, hmm. or, you know, more efficiently were not. And then the third stage was where you could move at your own pace. Hmm. You could pause and build or pause and release. And and it was really such a beautiful sadhana. It was hmm. like you you listened and you you. You had guidance, of course, because you had the knowledge from the teachers of the postures, but you still had that inner Atman mm. that mm. could then mould your practice to meet you exactly where you were in that moment. Mm. And I think that's that's what can be, that's just, it can be missing in some practices yeah. because the mind says you can do, you can do, and the body's going, wait a minute, I really can't. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think that's that's where the meeting of the mind and the body mm. is still really important for some people to to learn. 
maybe this has been true for you. When I've got an injury, my body is in charge. Yeah, yeah. There's no mucking around now. Yeah. It's, no, it's like it's just no mucking around. And, and it's unfortunate because I've had quite a lot of injuries. Hmm. Just life, yeah? Not, yeah. Luckily, not too many yoga classes, just life. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> but then I have to navigate my practice hmm. around that teacher. Yeah. Uh, that injury is my my guru. Mm. They're in charge. They tell me what to do. I listen. Mm. Mm. And so that's where I think if people have the true understanding of what yoga is, yeah, they get it. Yeah, that's true. Very true. I think you're learning, uh, the way you learned is like you learn the technical aspect of the asana and really you know went with that and then holding also has a different effect on the system so that and then on top of that from there I think when we learn the basic source with that much of detail uh, the the foundation is very strong Mm. once you know the rules then you can break them I think that's what uh, you know my understanding my own practice is the same like I learn the technicality uh, one of my teacher mr ayengar very technical very you know earth <laughs> kind of like practices very strong as uh, stable but then you have to also learn with that like next layer is you know breath and uh, consciously tuning in and then flowing you know flowing yeah. with you that's the way i think that's a beautiful way to to learn these practices. I've never been to Krupalu. Uh, I, I lived in US uh, for many years. Uh, I lived in Dallas, Texas for a few years. Why? Yeah. <laughs> never met. We never met, or we did, we don't know. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so, uh, but I never did Krupalu. I think now maybe if I get a chance, I'll go and do it, you know. So I go often to US uh, last year couple of years ago, before pandemic, I went to Dr. Large's, my Ayurveda Guru's uh, workshops and things like that. I do that. And uh, I'm thinking of doing it sometime soon, maybe next year or something like that. Um, and I truly believe that learning from these uh, divine beings, is really amazing. And um, so with your personal practice now, can I ask, is it possible for you to share what you do your daily practice uh, nowadays yeah so with with the i i've even though i i have a huge respect for for pranayama huge respect for meditation i i'm not very good at either so generally what i try to do is i is i give myself reiki every morning and that is a way for me to to meditate Mm. And then I'll do some very simple breathing exercises just to bring me present. And then I'll do sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes of that sitting mm. before I do anything. Then I'll get on my mat and I'll, I'll lay on my mat, and normally with my knees bent, feet to the floor, something like that. And then I'll just scan the body a few times mm. and just really figure out, okay, what's going on? And then for me, normally, I have to go back to some simple, really easy breathing because mm. as soon as I hit the mat, I'm already get action. Yeah. Um, that's in my nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. That's there. It's, mm. it's old friend. 
So then once I do some easy little, you know, free diaphragmatic breathing, then I can feel what's going on in the back. Then I can feel what's going on in the neck. Then, you know, it, it all comes out then. And then knowing my little repertoire of what can help me to, to get in my body a little bit more, I'll start off with really simple little movements. Then I'll get into, you know, more joint stuff, especially mm. this time of the year. And then I normally try to, because I then I would just want to go to Shavasana, yeah. So then I, then I go, it's tamas, tamasic now, get going. So then I'll do something a little heating. Hmm. Hmm. And normally do some something balancing and standing and and something like that. Hmm. Um, and then I'll I'll go. I generally try not to do. I mean, I really like long shavasanas. But in the morning, if I do really long shavasanas, I don't want to do anything else for the rest of the day. <laughs> I agree. I'm the same. <laughs> okay. Just you can have a little body scan. Yes, yeah, so body, big body scans, you know, mm. always scanning the body, always figuring out what's going on. Mm. And then a nice little balancing body scan again. Um, and then I'll, I'll get up and, and yeah, and do whatever. I, I love the idea of Abhyanga. I, I'm, I'm better at sometimes than others. But normally if something has occurred, then I'll also go in and, and mm. do some, some self-massage of some sort. Mm. And I generally do that before I go to bed as well. Yeah, Abhinga is beautiful. But I totally agree with you. It's not possible to do every day. So I try to do it at least once a week. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. if not, that's okay. Like sometimes life happens. And uh, but when I went through the pain, I actually discovered uh, I gave myself a gift. Uh, I bought a sauna, um, which is oh. like a personalized sauna. So it's a blanket kind of thing, which oh. is absolutely beautiful infrared sauna but you going into the blanket and wrap yourself cocoon yourself really is beautiful beautiful i love the sound of that it you know, is. Have, to me, have to send me information on that i will i will it's just divine it's like i i thought when i was buying it oh my god it's very expensive or something like that back of my head i'm like no this is okay i deserve this and when I bought it, it was really something, I think, uh, very um, cozy and something. Uh, and I bought it in winter. So it was really good to have that kind of like, you know, uh, warmth flowing in the body. So I, I also do like uh, like things like that, like uh, Ayurveda's understanding. I take it into my own life. And so Abhyanga take, can take time. I totally understand that. So daily, I don't think so. Um, but I'll tell you what I do is I uh, have a glass bottle in, in my bathroom and I add uh, oil in that. And I just rub that with some essential oil on, on the body. I start hot shower, then stop it and then rub it. And so it's not full Abhyanga, but still the the oils get absorbed and uh, it feels very nice. It may not take that much time, but only problem with that is we have to clean the bathroom afterwards. Yes. So it gets slippery. Slippery, yes. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So these practices, I love your practices. I think uh, you said that you don't do pranayama or asana, but I think you are doing the heart of it. You know, that's the important, like there is uh, it's for me yoga is a way of living and you have uh, really embodied that beautifully you know it is your 
self inquiry is there your breath awareness is there your conscious movements are there that is yoga for me <laughs> so yeah. amazing and i know that because i heard from so many students so we are as we know that we are in same circle so i heard from so many students that they really love your teaching style it's very gentle and it's very accessible you know that's uh, because it comes from your experience and uh, would you like to talk uh, with us about what are your offerings what can our listeners uh can learn from where they can learn from you how can they find you yeah with with the whole pandemic thing and and i moved and this that and the other um i'm coming back to sydney oh yes so, so i'll be back in sydney which is it's sort of like yeah it's going to feel like home it really yeah. it is home so once i get back in sydney i'm actually really looking forward to orchestrating some more in person stuff because mm. the only class i've got at the moment is i do some zoom classes yeah so that you know some people can reach out to me if they want to do the zoom classes but i really miss that that human element to teaching yeah. because that's how i teach best is mm. and and that's why i really like to work of course one on one with students mm. for a couple of sessions and then you know those students can go into different classes even if it's not with me that you know i i have a huge range of of colleagues which i mm. i love to send people to the right classes if if i can't offer them i know someone who can and i think that it's really about personalizing a practice mm. and you can do some stuff online but yeah i'll i'll be looking forward to to coming back to sydney so if any of your listeners want to reach out to me to find out what's going on in the future i'd be more than happy to to have a, a chat with them um so yeah i'm looking forward to doing some more classes mm. um just like nicola at adore yoga i've always liked small classes mm me too I, yeah i i don't like the the huge big classes um and yeah what i've really found about the somatics and and some of this somatic stuff comes from you know my main yoga teacher really is dona fari mm then from her i i studied with judith lassiter and also bonnie bang bangbridge cohen mm. and all this sort of somatic awareness for me i found that now that i've embodied it it's easier to share it Mm. some of the the you know in anything that we do really i feel is when we have really lived it it is just easier to share yeah yeah and and that's why a lot of a lot of people that i work with you know do normally have some different injuries mm. do have things that they that, that it's time to meet it mm. um but there is a lot of surrender there so yeah so what i'm offering is 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 very gentle mm. uh, very personalized mm. um and yeah very, yeah that's 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 it really it's it's not so much of one of one of one of my students said oh you don't teach me to work out you teach me to work in yes beautiful beautiful yeah that's lovely i like that kind of teaching style and yeah. uh, I will I will put your website which is uh, you share with your husband uh, at the moment right Yeah that's that's the Reiki the the Reiki website yeah I I'm in the process of of redoing um my yoga my yoga sort of website and contacts but yeah, yeah people can certainly email me and you can through that yeah so yeah. I'll put that in as your contact information 
And okay. also, um, can people book in um, Reiki sessions with you? Yeah, so uh, uh, there's there's two ways that you could, well, several ways you can do Reiki. <laughs> you can do distance Reiki sessions. Right. Which have been really useful during the pandemic. Yeah. Because contactless. Mm. So you can do the distant Reiki or you can, in fact, do the in-person. And, again, I'll be back in Sydney in a couple of months. Yeah. So the idea of doing it in person first is a little bit like we spoke about with the yoga. If you have a couple of sessions in person, then via Zoom or via, you know, voice recordings or whatever, you can practice your, your yoga. And then with the Reiki, it's the same thing. Mm. You have distant treatments, mm. which for some people, for instance, like if I sent, I sent some Reiki to, you know, a friend, the, you know, before, and I said to her, I will be sending this for 45 minutes, but you may choose to stay resting for longer, mm. which is it's really lovely to be able to do that because if you have a session, there's so much time for that session, and then you sort of need to get up and go home, whereas mm. if you're home already, <laughs> it, it sort of it can really allow that energy to soak in a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely, definitely. I'm going to, one you, once you're here in Sydney, mm. I will definitely book a session for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there uh, because yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit um, funny that way. Like I need someone I trust when I totally. put energy into someone's hands. Totally. You know? I'm totally there with you on that one. Yeah. And, and the thing is, what, what, what I found... I, I sort of I tried to explain Reiki in so many different ways, but but feeling it, of course, is easier. But mm. I always say to my people, it's like a really long shavasana. Mm. And and just just go, just go where you go, because guess what? I'll bring you back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's for me, that's what I really love about Shavasana too. It's like I'm in that and yoga nidra, mm. I'm in that no man's land, and yeah. someone's gonna bring me back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I'd, I'd love to share it with you and, and get your feedback on, yes. on how you feel about it. Oh, yes. it. I'm sure it is amazing because I had so many good things. And you also teach uh, Reiki uh, as a, uh, like uh, people can learn from you. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so so we're, yeah, we're up here at, um, we're at Sunshine Coast at the moment. We run courses through the Krishna Village. Mm. And there's details on the on on the website for for information on the Krishna Village. People love coming to the Krishna Village, okay. and we get lots of students coming up from Sydney, and it's it's really beautiful. And the last the last course we did, for instance, then there was a theatre, so they were pulling the cart, they were pulling Jagannath past oh. past the room. <laughs> it's like a little slice of India. Yes. <laughs> really lovely and the cows and the calves and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So, um, yeah, in Sydney I'll probably be doing more sort of smaller, mm. smaller mm. groups again. That's what I, I've really been enjoying doing is more one-on-one -on -one training with Reiki. Mm. And then for the classes we love to do it at the Krishna Village because mm. it really is you're getting away from all the big smoke, you're getting away from the noise. Away yeah. from the hustle and the bustle, um, it's, it's really like more of a like a retreat. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. I've never been there, 
I would love to go and visit, you know. Uh, I actually looked at their teacher training and they were offering uh, recently and I'm like, they need it. I'm like, do they need teacher? I'm here. <laughs> well, if, if you, I'd be more than happy to, to tell you who to talk to about <laughs> that. And, um, you know, they're a lovely, lovely group of teachers. Um, Leela, the head teacher there, she's been teaching that program for a very long time. And mm. it's what I love about it. It reminds me of even though, um, you know, my teacher training at Kripalu was in America, it mm. still had that ashram feel. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I really love about teaching at the Krishna village. You've got the temple, you've got the deities, mm. you've got Shadam. You know, it's all it's all there. And, and it's really, yeah, it's a beautiful place to to, to take yourself away mm. from, from all the you know the city the city noise i think satvic places do that like you know the the yeah. sattva in these places is amazing with the meditation with the prayer they vibrate with different energy and you can just be there and just you know the yeah. rest you know it's just amazing how magic these places can create you know so and the cows and the cows, yes. Also, you know, the cows that, that live to be very old and the calves and the bullocks, you know, there's they've got a bullock there and he's a cross between a Brazilian and a, some, he's huge. Mm. He's absolutely, his name's Shanti and he's absolutely humongous. And, <laughs> and go and see Shanti and feed him and he's this mammoth great big creature. So mm. and even the bullocks, you know, they're just so gentle. And and mm. I think that getting back to, you know, getting back to those kinds of roots of yoga, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that is so important to mm. to get back to 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 that simpler way. Mm. Mm. I agree. I totally agree. For me, that is that is yoga. You know, mm. that, you know, uh, connecting with the nature, uh, connecting with the cows or animals I should say you know that that you know we as a human being sometimes think we are great and you know because we're human but when we connect with the the animals and we can sense the atma you know it's just oh, so beautiful you know uh, my daughter has a dog and uh, it's a very cute little dog and when I look at her eyes you can see yeah. so much love like you know these these animals give you so much you know that that kind of like sattvic ah. it's beautiful and that's what i think uh, for me yoga is basically sattvic way bringing sattvic way in life and so so sattvic way is basically uh, the this purity in life you know and uh, so what is sattva for you what is Satvik way for you? Yeah, I mean, I have my little dog and his mm. name's Harry Dev. And I love little Harry Dev. And and he also, he's got these beautiful little brown eyes. And they look like tiger, tiger eye, you know, the clear oh. quartz, the tiger eye. And when I look at him, yeah, I, I see this eternal soul. Mm. And, mm. and I see this being mm. that is so easily pleased. Yes. And I go, oh, I would so love to be so easily pleased um, <laughs> because I, I feel that that's, that's, that's my balance mm. is, is to try to 
to not get so caught up mm. in the activity of the mind that's insatiable. Mm. Mm. So if I can draw it back to being simple. Mm. So I think of I think of being simple and and that's the way that I try to 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 keep it back to being simple, whether mm. that's my food choices whether that's what I entertain myself on Netflix. <laughs> it's like, oh, simple. Yeah. Um, and so that's the balance is being simple. Yeah. Having a, having enough of everything, not too much, not too little. Mm. And I think that's the same. That's the same with, with all of my practices, really, mm. is to be gentle and be simple. And that was, that's been a hard lesson for me. But it's it seems to be the, the best way to to pacify the my vata tendency. Just keep mm-hmm. it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. I like that mantra. Keep it simple. Keep it simple in everything. And I think we human beings can make life very complicated. So simple pleasures, simplicity in life. And that's I think, you know, going back to true yoga, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and I just love to watch like when I see the, when I go out and see the cows and the calves, they're just chewing really slowly, you know, <laughs> chewing really slowly and and enjoying every morsel. And it, if it's too hot, they find shade. And if it's too shady, they find warmth. And mm. it's just that, that simple. Yeah, yeah. What do you need in this moment? Exactly. Very beautifully said. I really love your simplicity mantra. I like it, you know, and I think that's the way to go. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. If you want to share anything else, like anything, uh, your offerings and things like that, uh, please uh, uh, let us know. Uh, is there any course? Com- you, I Actually, you're offering something now, right, at the moment? So at the moment, we, we have some Reiki courses at the Krishna Village yeah. and we have another one in two weeks. We have another level one in two weeks. I have some students coming up from Sydney, which is lovely. Um, we're not too far from Byron. Mm. So some people like to go to Byron and hang out there and come to the farm and then maybe come up to the Sunshine Coast, get some sun. Mm. Um, so, yes, I've got, I've got some Reiki courses coming up and... Mm. Yeah, as soon as I get back to Sydney, I'll be able to offer a little bit more. And I have some lovely students who've been doing some somatics with me um, on Zoom. So I'm sure I'm sure we'll be putting together some different um, some different offerings, some different workshops and things like that. Uh, I can't wait to get back to Sydney, actually. And I'm so thrilled that you're there, too, now um, because it's. um, Yeah. So once I land back in Sydney, I'll, I'll be able to. To orchestrate some more things now that the pandemic is wherever it's at yeah we're getting a little bit more um comfortable being mm. back in sangha in community mm. and i know for myself that i've really missed that yeah me too i miss people you know during the pandemic it was difficult to Zoom was fantastic, like, you know, internet was fantastic connecting through that but still it's not the same and I do miss that. I still offer everything online. Mm. 
because uh, of my Ross River situation, you know, that virus uh, literally toppled my health. Mm. So my immune system is very delicate uh, at the moment. So, but I will be offering face-to-face maybe in few months. I have not yet decided when. Uh, So everything is via uh, online at the moment. But I do miss human contact, uh, you know, and communication. It's different energy, uh, even though I learn now how to do that through online. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting teaching online. We have to redo, rethink everything now. Oh, totally. It's different. Totally. And I've got into like the voice recordings and and even some other re- video recordings, and I'm learning so much hmm. about how that actually translates. Yeah. And I really like working more with the voice recordings because I really, I like the fact that the students don't have to look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So I think it's beautiful to have both. Yeah. And yeah. I think that the online component is, like I was saying about with the distance Reiki, it's really Everything has its benefits. Hmm. This is another way that, that we can convey that with our teachings is life. Everything has its benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do black and white. There's lots <laughs> of shades in there. Hmm. I totally agree. But I mean, uh, I started teaching, uh, even thinking about this before pandemic. So I was already doing some online thing uh, and uh, then doing Nicola's Adore Yoga's uh, yoga therapy yeah. courses, doing that, uh, some part of that online. And then pandemic hit. But in, in that way, I look back and I see that somewhere the divine has prepared me. So I knew how to do Zoom. I knew how to use all these, you know, whatever you need for online. And I was able to train my clients to use Zoom because mm-hmm. a lot of my clients were not even aware. So I, I gave a zoom training class for clients initially and it really works like how sometimes we don't know the bigger picture so whatever we go through in our life we kind of like there is always a a lesson and when we calm down a bit we look back and we say oh this was the lesson you know it's amazing how life can can be such a life is guru i think you know so totally yeah and the more i can surrender to that and and float down the river it, yeah. it, you know it's 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 not been an easy path i i've i've normally swam against that um mm. but the more as i mature i go mm. yeah there's there's always a reason yeah. and you have no you know the divine is in charge mm. you just got to show up yeah be present be guided and go where go where your service is needed. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Really, really appreciate you being here, giving us your time. Thank and I'll put you. your website information, contact information in our uh, show notes, as it's called, so that people can connect with you through your website and email and things like that. Beautiful. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And and I look forward to connecting in person very soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate that, that you're taking this time out of your day. Don't forget to subscribe 
Take care. Bye for now.